Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast with me, Holly Johnson, and my co-host, Gabriella Clark. Each week we discuss the latest vegan news, taste test new products and chat to some of the leading names in veganism. This week's episode of the Simply Vegan podcast is brought to you by Alpro My Cupper, the new plant-based drink from Alpro, formulated specifically for use in tea. Alpro My Cupper is the first plant-based product that performs like semi-skimmed in tea to give you the perfect plant-based cuppa every time. In exciting news, during our 12 days of Christmas giveaway, you can win a month's worth of Alpro My Cuppa. Entries open this Friday, the 4th of December, so keep your eyes peeled on social media for a chance to enter. Thank you to Alpro and My Cuppa. So we thought we'd kick off this episode with some more taste tests um the lovely people who from alpro who are sponsoring our shows at the moment have sent us their um brand new my cuppa uh drink to try what did you think of it loved it i thought it was great a quite a nice novelty plant-based milk product that was actually really effective as well i tried it in my nice strong builders brew that i love and it was perfect. It didn't separate, didn't have a funny texture. And I actually really liked the taste of the tea. Yeah. It didn't have that kind of plant-based milk note that you sometimes get with um, other other milks. So I thought it was great. Yeah. I, I was surprised how creamy it was, actually. Mm. Um, so I tried it in coffee and it was lovely, really nice in coffee. Oh, so I'll have to give that a go. It's um yeah, it's 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 slightly more expensive than your um the usual soya drink that they produce. 
Um, however, I think it's on offer at the moment, which is good. Um, I always tend to buy the milks when they're on offer, do you? <laughs> yeah, and actually I did see it uh, on offer during my weekly shop this week. And I have to say on shelf, it does really stand out um, versus the other plant milks. Just having the, the My Cuppa name and the cup of tea on the front, I think yeah. it's quite an attractive um proposal I suppose quite an attractive product yeah and um, when you're shopping in the milk section plant-based milks I did notice that you you don't need a lot of it either I find with some soya milks you need so much I'm literally using mm. like you know it's like half half the mug and then the tea's cold you didn't need a lot with this it's yeah so I agree and actually um I have to say that it's a really good option to have in if you're a not entirely vegan household if you do have milk drinkers I know when I travel home to visit my parents who aren't vegan um but are huge tea drinkers they often don't like the way plant-based milk tastes or appears in tea it definitely separates some of them so I think either taking this with you or having it in when they visit is a a great option to get them on the on the road to switching milk (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm definitely going to try my mum out on this because she's vegetarian, but she can't quite give up the um, the dairy. So maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll get her yeah. as well. I'd be interested to know if you did a, a blind taste test with this one, if she could tell the difference, because I think it's a really close uh, substitute. Really close. That's a really good idea. Actually, I'm going to try that <laughs> when I'm Trick allowed her. to see her. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so. Um, the other thing that we've taste tested this week were um, ready meals from Vibrant Vegan. Now, this is yes. a um, ready meal delivery service. So you can order anywhere in the UK, mainland UK. Um, you can order them to be delivered to your door, which is, you know, really handy. Um, what did you think of them? Which ones did you try? So, so far we have tried um a kind of spanish spicy peri peri dish rice dish yeah. and also a dumplings and noodles dish uh gyoza actually i think it was and yeah. noodles with uh kind of mushrooms and other veg in um first of all I was really impressed with the packaging yeah from the off um paper cartons rather than plastic which went in the oven obviously a paper sleeve and then the box that it came in with all of the packaging that means that it stays cold during delivery included was a free postage to send it back so it can be reused yeah which I thought was brilliant because also you get a lot of packaging just in the nature of having something that needs to be kept cold yeah and so I really liked that they'd considered that yeah what what did you think of the dishes so I thought they were great um the ones that we we had we had six arrive and I was really impressed by the variety and actually I popped on their website to have a look and there was a real mix of cuisine so I think if you were ordering your meals maybe for the week or for a couple you would be able to to have a bit of everything I saw amazing Indian dishes Thai Italian um, so lots of choice there. Yeah. I I personally tried the Malaysian 
uh, dish. I had that for dinner last night and it was really nice. Loved the noodles. They were in like a teriyaki sauce, which was delicious. Um, the gyoza were really nice that went with it. Um, portion size was okay. I don't know if I'm just used to eating probably too big a portions, but <laughs> I found that um, I wasn't super full after eating it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, portion sizes were okay. My partner had the piri piri one and he found it incredibly spicy, <laughs> really spicy. Yeah, and we so tried that one. It was it was hot. <laughs> yeah, not short on flavor. Um, it's definitely not something I, I would have regularly, but a fantastic, healthy option to have in the freezer as and when you need it. And I think that's that for me is what's good about it is that even though it's a, a delivery service, it's not fresh. So you don't have to then commit to eating it that week. You can pop it in the freezer and have it as and when maybe you're a bit more time poor in the yeah. week. Yeah, I think it's a great idea if you're um, sort of living on your own and, you know, you, you want something handy in the freezer or if you live with non-vegans or or you're not you're a non-vegan family with one vegan. You know, it's just great to have those in the freezer mm. as a backup. Um, I yeah, I tried the Piri Piri Jambalaya, um, which was it was nice, but it was a bit too hot for my liking. Um, and the other one was the mac and cheese, which I really liked. Oh, um, great. I think it's got butternut squash in it. So it get, it was, you know, slightly sweet and creamy. And yeah, that was lovely. Nice hearty dish for winter. So mm. yeah, that was good. The only thing I would say that perhaps put me or the thing that would be a consideration for me, shall we say, is the price point. So I went online to have a look at, to see if I was going to reorder. And I think for six meals, six single ready meals, the price comes to £36. Yeah. So it works out obviously at £6 a meal. Um, and if I saw them in a supermarket for £6, I'd certainly think that was that was too expensive, especially against either other vegan ready meal options or non-vegan. Yeah. Um, the persuasion to do it for non-vegan people is probably not there because the price point is so high. Yeah, they are. It's all cooked in small batches. So I wonder whether that mm. affects the price. Um, but I think they're looking to get into supermarkets. So hopefully, you know, as you know, if people if they do become popular, then the price would come down. Yeah. And I thought from, you know, from the packaging and certainly the food that was actually on the inside, really attractive, yeah. um, enticing and great variety. So an exciting option to have out there for um, that, that ease and convenience, but still being healthy. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're being spoiled these days, aren't we, us vegans? I know. <laughs> With choice. Um, keep it coming I say it's brilliant so finally shall we have a chat about the news that everybody's mm. been talking about I don't know if you've had people asking you whether you've ever broken a bone <laughs> but since this study was released I've had 
you know, quite a few people asking me. The answer's no. <laughs> I have not broken anything since going vegan. Um, me neither. <laughs> so the study that's been done, it was, it was done on nearly 55,000 people, of which nearly 2,000 were vegan. So it is quite a big study. Mm. Um, I'd love to kind of discredit it instantly by saying it's a tiny study and <laughs> we shouldn't even take, <laughs> you know, take any notice of it. Um, but those who weren't meat eaters, the vegans in the group, were 43% more likely to suffer from any type of broken bone. Um, and it's, it's, uh, they followed these people for 18 years on average. So it's quite a substantial study. Yeah, I I read this the study and I have to say of all the the vegan discrediting studies that I read this one did seem to have a little bit more behind it you know it was a substantial data set and was conducted over a long period of time so for me as a vegan reading this actually kind of I'm choosing to see it as really useful information to further consider and ensure that I'm getting the most out of my diet as possible. I think, unfortunately, it could really put some people off and that's yeah. the, the potential damage. Um, but for me, it was just another consideration. And I think people should have those considerations with any diet that exactly. you're, you're making sure you're eating as well as you can to combat you know these potential risks and if yeah. you'd run a study on something like perhaps heart disease or or another um another disease or health issue out there it could be that meat eaters are more at risk yeah exactly the lead author dr tammy tong uh, mentions in the article that um, well-balanced and predominantly plant-based diets can result in improved nutrient levels and have been linked to lower risks of diseases, including heart disease and diabetes. And that those on a vegan diet just need to make sure they have adequate levels of calcium, calcium and protein and maintain a healthy BMI. So yeah, it's just, again, just, just watching your intake of those things, isn't it? And just um, being mindful of that. Definitely. I think as well, it did note in the study that um, data on whether the fractures were caused by poor bone health or accidents wasn't available. So, you know, there could be some skewing of the data within that. Um, I always think it's a shame when these sorts of studies come out because they're immediately naysaying a vegan lifestyle you know even the the headlines from the articles I read were vegans more likely to break bones than meat eaters and you know if you're already anti that sort of diet or on the fence about considering it that could be enough to to put you off which is such a shame yeah I know I mean perhaps us vegans are just particularly clumsy (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) oh brilliant (laughs) Well, next week, hopefully, we will be taste testing the Christmas range from Morrison. So I'm quite excited about trying that. Mm, Um, Me too. And and sharing it with everyone. So fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us today, Gabriella. You're welcome. Thanks for having me as always. And I will see you next week. Next up, I chat to Adam Stansbury, the plant-powered PT.
Adam. How are you? I'm amazing, thank you. I'm in um, I'm in Ibiza. You're not. I am. I've been here since August. I'm here for like the foreseeable future. Oh my god! How come? Um, yeah, well, I just decided that it was time to because I do all my all my coaching's online now. So I just decided that I wanted to have a change in the move abroad. Wow, I'm so jealous yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm sat in the um, I'm sat in a co-working space called the Hub in Ibiza, which is like this. Yes, an amazing space where you can come and work, and I can do calls in um, booths and stuff like that. So, so oh, yes, that's really fantastic. Good space. Yeah, so I'm pretty good. Is it nice and warm there? It's it's kind of in the sunshine during the day. It's about like eighteen, nineteen at the moment. And then oh, in the yeah. evening, in the <laughs> evening, in the mornings, it cools down, but nowhere near like the UK. You know, it's it's actually yeah. a beautiful climate this time of year. Yeah, just right. Yeah, yeah just right. Oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I'm really jealous right now. <laughs> um, do you want to start off by telling us a bit about your journey? Because you you started off as a as a model and a bodybuilder. Is that right? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, where do I begin? I guess I, I started as a personal trainer back in 2009, very heavily um, into, you know, training the bodybuilding style of training, um, eating a lot of animal protein at the time, which is the sort of the standard for the, the fitness industry um, up to this this kind of point. Um, yeah, and, and, I, and I did like five different shows, sort of fitness modeling slash bodybuilding shows from 2009 to 2013. Um, so that was, a, that was a massive learning curve for me in terms of um, training, you know, nutrition, how, how the, what, body, what changes a body goes through, what you need to do to get into really good shape. Um, it was an amazing experience for me personally, but also gave me a lot of um, knowledge and experience to kind of, share with clients as well so um it, it was a it was, you kind of learn you learn more than you'll ever learn in a in a in a book doing something like that you know about your body and about the body and yeah and food and everything so yeah that's kind of where it began really yeah and then then 2014 um veganism came into my life <laughs> so how did that come about so uh, at the end of 2013, I um, had a bit of a shoulder injury from all this training I'd been doing in it, and I had to completely change the way I'd been training. Um, and alongside that, because I was re-evaluating my training, I was then starting to question why I was eating so much animal protein and why why I needed meat in every meal, you know, and, and I felt like I was in some kind of animal protein prison at the time. I, I felt like if I didn't have it in my food, in my meals, then I was lacking and I'd lose all the gains that I'd worked really hard for in the gym. And it became quite a kind of a, an obsession, really. So the injury really helped me to step back from that and to start questioning, like, how long in my life I intended to live like this and just how sustainable it was. Um, and I just wanted to become more mindful of where my food was coming from. You know, I didn't attend, tend to go vegan or plant-based at that point. It was just I was starting to unravel everything and question things, you know, which was a healthy thing to do. and. I went on a spirit, spiritual retreat in September 2014 and they required everyone to be on a vegan diet there. So I did that and it was, you know, obviously good for experience because I'd never eaten a vegan diet at that point. 
Um, yeah, and I came back from that, felt amazing. I did pescatarian for a month and I tried vegetarian for a month. And then I watched three documentaries in the space of a week. And um, that was Cowspiracy, uh, Gary Rofsky's best speech you'll ever hear on YouTube. Um, and then Earthlings was the third one I watched. And like halfway through the Gary Rofsky speech, everything suddenly hit me in the heart. And I really suddenly dawned on me how complicit I'd been and how how a big part of my um, my meat-eating habits were like, impacting the environment, animals, creating suffering and trauma and stuff like that. And so um, that was a big seven days. That was the pe- peaking, you know, that was the pinnacle. And, yeah, Earthlings just Earthlings just ended it for me, really. That You know, watching that was just like, I'm, I'm done, you know? Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. So how has it affected your health and your training? Have you noticed much of a difference? Well, I mean, you know, if I'm totally honest, I I was pretty healthy anyway, and I was training hard because I'd been in that sort of industry for a long time. Um, initially, switching to a vegan diet, I lost about three kilos, um, but it kind of made sense to me at the time because I'd been used to eating such a heavy meat-based diet. My body was just having to change and adapt to a new source of nutrients, and so yeah. there was always, for me, going to be a bit of a dip before I, I bounced back, which I ultimately did, like, you know, a couple of months down the, down the line. Um, for me, the biggest, the biggest feeling was this, um, I, was, I felt spiritually lighter because I'd made the choice to go vegan from an ethical point of view. I suddenly felt that every time I ate a meal, there was no feeling of guilt going on inside of me. I knew that I was now no longer part of the system that was creating so much trauma and suffering. And that, then that really meant, meant the world to me, you know? Um, but I think, you know, I think long-term since then, I think, you know, I'm 42 now, I feel really vibrant. I feel full of energy. You know, I feel like I still look quite young for my age. And and I think I see a lot of people who are on plant-based diets have very similar kind of um, experiences in terms of, you know, um, looking younger for their ages and stuff. It's good, good for the skin and everything. And um, yeah, so it's, I mean, there's been a yeah a whole host of benefits really, but those are the first that, that really kind of come to mind. And, and for me now, it's just really being able to say to people, look, you can you can do it that way and you can do it this way. You're not going to lack in anything if you do it this way. Now, you know, what's the benefit of a plant-based diet is ultimately the, the reduction in the trauma and suffering and the impact on the environment for me. Yeah. So yeah. so at the moment you're you're a personal trainer and you're doing it all online. Yeah. Right. So everyone that comes to you, are they either vegan or interested in becoming vegan? Yeah, usually get, they kind of fall into sort of three different categories, really. You've got the you've got the person that wants to go from meat to plants. You know, they've suddenly had an epiphany like I did and like we all probably did at some point. And they're like, OK, you know, I'm now ready to go plant based, but I haven't got a clue where to start. I need some help and support. Um, so that's that that kind of person. And then you get someone maybe who's maybe been um, a vegetarian for many years and they're ready to now start letting go of the dairy, but they're a bit worried about not eating cheese anymore you know so the kind of there's the managing of, of that sort of transition uh, and then there's also the, the people that have been vegan for a long period of time but have never been able to manage their weight or improve their body composition um, and, and get the kind of the body that they're, they're desiring so then it's just really about fine-tuning what they're already doing and and um and tweaking it to make it more effective so that yeah that they generally fall into those sort of three categories yeah so do you design sort of meal plans for them and things like that 
Yeah, what, what I've done is I put together, um, I wanted to step away from the really traditional writing someone a seven day meal plan with this is what you eat on a Monday for breakfast, this is what you eat for dinner on a Wednesday. Yeah. Because for me, it doesn't teach you anything. And I'm all about trying to empower my clients. So I wanted to create a system that enabled um, people to know how, why and what they're eating on a plant based diet. So that even if they stop training or coaching with me after 12 weeks, they know what to do. Because yeah. ultimately, as much as I'm running a business and I want to keep clients, I actually want them to be living a sustainable life so that this make, is making an impact beyond you know their time with me so i've created a system called plant power principles um which helps people to understand the, the basic fundamentals of plant-based nutrition to improve their health body composition and performance um, and it also includes um, different meal planning documents to help them understand the different combinations of macronutrients and how it affects the body for different body types um, and they also contain a kind of a limited number of recipes there's, there's 60 in total 20 in each of the meal planning documents um, and I try and the, the calorie counting model it works really well for some people who are really have really very detailed goals and who are at a stage where they're willing to put in that level of um, attention to their daily food um, logging um, and it's not something that's going to create a lot more stress on their lives um, or if someone's at the beginning of their journey, then I don't recommend that at all. I, I try and coach them on a much more flexible approach. And so um, in, in my sort of coaching system, it very much gets people to look at the food on their plate and to start becoming more aware of you know, what you need on your plate for a balanced plant-based diet and where you need to get those different nutrients and what food groups you know, fit into that. Because, I mean... I've got, a, I've got shelves full of vegan cookbooks and I really don't use them that often at all, you know, and I, real, real life doesn't live in a recipe book, right? I mean, real life is going into your kitchen and going, what have I got in my cupboards? How do I make a balanced, nutritious meal from that? So for me, I wanted to create a system that enabled people to understand the fundamentals so that they could go, okay, I've got some chickpeas in the cupboard there. I've got three different types of types of veg in the fridge. I've got a bit of avocado and I've got some grains. Okay, how do I make a good meal out of that? You yeah. Know? Um, so that was important for me. So yeah. For people wanting to build muscle and strength, what foods do you advise they eat? It's really a case of, um, yeah, so, I mean, if, if someone's goal is building muscle, and we want to make sure that they're kind of eating um, 1.3 to 1.5 grams of protein um, uh, per kilo of body weight per day. Um, or maybe looking at percentages, so 20 to 25% of their kind of total daily um, energy expenditure, their total daily calorie intake. So, um, and then it's really working out what that person's um, activity level is. So if you're training four or five days a week, you're your energy needs are going to be much greater than somebody who's only training two or three days a week. Um, so it's all about working out what someone's activity level is and, and kind of calculating the, the level of food intake that they need. Um, essentially, building muscle really comes down to being in what we call a calorie surplus. So you, you have a base level of uh, metabolism, which is the, a base level of kind of energy requirements that you have to maintain your current body weight. So, of course, if you want to increase your body weight, i.e. muscle, um, you need to be eating more than, than you are for, for your kind of base level of metabolism that you're at at the moment. So it's what we call a calorie surplus. So essentially eating more than you, than you need to. Um, but doing it in a more patient way, 
a patient approach so that you don't add on too much excess um, body fat um, and making sure obviously you're kind of eating a diet that's um, predominantly you know um, whole food plant-based um, and then it's the, the opposite you know if someone wants to lose lose weight or, or, or reduce fat loss and um, then I, they need to be in what we call a calorie deficit so they need to be eating a bit less than the cap than the energies that they're consuming so it kind of comes down to something called energy balance energy in and energy out yeah so if you wanted yeah. to lose weight if you had a client wanting to lose weight would you sort of tell them to avoid things like peanut butter and avocado or is it all about moderation no i mean it really it comes down to yeah i mean food quality is really really important as we know so we want to always try and move people away from refined foods and processed foods in most of their diet right because we want them to be healthy first first off first off we then also just need to make sure that they're not overeating um but on the on the on the flip side we also need to make sure that they're not under eating because that can cause their metabolism to slow down and to that for their body to sort of actually stop working for them which is what we want to kind of keep stimulating so there's always a there's always a fine balance between not eating too much and not you know and eating enough kind of thing um so yeah that would be the kind of the, the starting point really um but things like again you know peanut butter is not bad but bad peanut butter is bad you know you could you could get a, a really good whole food organic peanut butter that has no added ingredients no palm oils made just purely from peanuts that tastes amazing that would go really well on some foods um yeah likewise avocado is fantastic but we would maybe not eat lots of avocado alongside like some starchier carbohydrates um because we want to be manipulating our fat and our carbohydrate intake for to improve fat loss and, and body composition as well so there's there's kind of lots of little tweaks it's never it's not black and white this is good this is bad it's about finding out what that gray area is and working in that more often and i think we do live in a society where everyone tends to pigeonhole things as either good or bad whereas actually um, it needs a little bit more of a um, logical thinking you know to figure yeah. that out so do you advise uh, protein powders and things like that or do you steer clear of them no i mean i um i think they're fantastic i think on a plant-based diet if people i think initially as well if people are, aren't used to eating like large volumes of, of beans which obviously it's a lot of fiber for the body to take on initially when you start switching over to a plant-based diet um you might not have figured out how to cook tofu really well to make it tasty you know so actually adding protein powder into a smoothie can be a really efficient and effective way to you to just increase your protein intake quite easily in those kind of early days but i think as you as you move along on this journey it's quite possible to get all the food uh, all the protein you need from the food you're eating and um, you know especially if your your goal is really just a good overall health you can get all the protein you need just from the food you're eating of course when you start um, change you know when your goals become much more focused on recovery performance and, and building muscle you know that is when your protein requirements go up so it's not it's not again it's not that protein is not important but it's it, it needs to be managed and, and used you know as it's required really and um, so yeah there's i do recommend protein powders but um and there's a couple of really great brands out there now that are doing a lot of good um there's a, the one that i really recommend to my clients is raw sport okay um they have a, they're, they're all plant 
plant-based um, yeah. sports sports supplements. They're really good brands, so they're one I recommend. And, and there's another one called Form Nutrition and uh, Vivo Life. I think they do a really good. Yeah, that, yeah, well. I use that one. Because I think, you know, historically, vegan proteins were always frowned upon and they were all a bit gritty and a bit tasteless. Um, but I think now, uh, like, we've moved forward quite drastically in the last few years. And those, especially those three brands, create some really nice tasting um, products. But with protein powders, I always say to clients, don't just drink a protein shake on its own. Um, because nutritionally, it's not a complete um, meal. Um, you'll find as well that it'll probably go through you as quickly as you're drinking it um, because there's no fiber in it. Um, so I always recommend, you know, when you add your your protein, put it in with a smoothie that's got, you know, the fruits in it or the vegetables in it that has fiber in it um, that can become much more of a balanced meal um, and you'll get a lot more, more from it and it'll help with the, the absorption of the protein as well. Okay, that's a really good tip. Thank you. You're welcome. So- what do you eat on an average day? <laughs> on an average day, um, I think at the moment I love my because it's got a bit colder. Obviously, porridge is coming back now, so um, I'm a big fan of grating an apple um, into my oats with some chopped up orange pieces. I might have some goji berries with that, pumpkin seeds. Um, yeah, topped maybe with some coconut yogurt and. Um, yeah, bits and pieces like that for sort of breakfast. Or, you know, I'm a big fan of who doesn't love avocado on toast. Um, uh, tofu scrambles, love tofu scrambles for breakfast. And um, when I'm wanting a more savoury, sometimes I make a kind of almost like a small savoury breakfast stir fry, which will have lots of greens in it. Um, yeah, uh, scrambled tofu. Um, I've started growing my own sprouts recently. I've been really getting into growing sprouts. And so I'll have you know, different sprouts on there, um, avocado and stuff. So that's a really nice kind of um, high fiber, um, high protein breakfast as well. Um, and then really lunch depends where I am. When I'm here at the hub, they do an amazing kind of um, vegan tofu, uh, green Thai green curry here. So I, I might have that during the day with some roasted veg and stuff. Um, um, and then, yeah, dinner, dinner time, yeah, I, could do, I guess it depends what I've got in the fridge. I'm a big fan. Again, you know, I love my stir fries with, you know, some, with like a tahini dressing in it. Um, I'm a big fan. I make a, a great, if I do say so myself, great bolognese with um, soaked walnuts, um, lentils and, and shiitake mushroom. No, oyster mushrooms, sorry. Um, yeah, it's really good. Lots of garlic and onions and basil, fresh basil and stuff. So, yeah, all kinds. I'm really hungry now. I <laughs> know oh, it's making me hungry. Actually, funny, funny enough, I haven't had, had breakfast this morning. I've just got, um, I've just had a cacao made by my wonderful girlfriend. So um, I'll be grabbing some breakfast after this. Yeah. Um. So next year, you mentioned you've got a new book coming out. Is that right? Yeah. So what's yeah, that all about? So it's called Plant Powered. Yeah. Um, of course. Um, it's out in January. Um, it's been a real journey to, to get it to this point, as I'm sure anyone who's written a book will attest to. Um, it's, it's kind of part memoir, part manifesto. Um, it's kind of about my journey. For, it's kind of split into three, basically three sections. The first section is my journey for me to plans through um, my life, my um, illness, bodybuilding, um, going to the Amazon, doing plant medicines and stuff like that. 
um, a lot of kind of philosophical contemplations about life and, and the planet and, um, and the food sources and stuff. And then the second section is about, you know, the differences between a, a plant-based diet and a meat-based diet in terms of improving your, your fitness levels and, um, you know, what, whether there are any differences. Uh, and then the third section essentially um, looks at the, uh, you know, the, the obsession specifically from the fitness industry's point of view on animal protein and then also the impact that that's actually having on our environment. Um, so it takes the whole book takes you on kind of a real journey. Um, and the book, yeah, like I said, it's been a real journey itself as well. I, I started off with a crowdfunding publisher um, back in two. Uh, end of 2017 and it didn't work out unfortunately the crowdfunding part of it became just too much of a hard graft and I got to 25% and had to let it go at the end of last year so everyone got their money back and I just decided this year that I was going to self-publish so I've been working with a really great um, kind of um, agency that that do all the the self-publishing bits for you and do the editing and cover design and typesetting and all sorts of stuff like that so yeah so it's really exciting to be to actually finally have seen the book cover and and have it have it raring to go nearly in uh, in January ready for January so perfect timing um, oh really looking forward to reading that you'll have to send me a copy I will absolutely (laughs) yeah I'd love to yeah well thank you so much for joining us today Adam it's been really lovely chatting to you yeah pleasure nice to see you again thanks for having me go and get some brekkie <laughs> thank you yeah plant power brekkie lovely What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.